Judah and Matthew are dumpster people, and they occasionally use foul and inappropriate language. Listen at your own risk. Welcome to Brother Date. It's a very special episode. I'm Matthew. Uh, hey everybody, I'm Matthew. I've I, I've hijacked the podcast. I kidnapped it. If Judah wants to see the podcast alive again, he's gonna have to send me some sweet, epic level 15 gear for my little dude in Star Trek Online. Post haste, or he will never control this podcast again. I said it was a very special episode. Uh, The date this is being released, April 1st, 2021, this is not a joke, not April Fool's, is a very special day because this pod show kicked off on April 1st, 2016. It's an anniversary episode, and you know what that means? Clip show. Now, if anyone has been paying attention to the twitter account for brother date recently you have seen that we were asking for submissions uh tell us some of your favorite moments on the show no reason in particular this was the reason we are putting together a clip show um let me uh just dive right into it there are too many clips i'm probably gonna have to break this up into two episodes number one uh from the uh twitter handle ribs are her treasure um wanted to relive the time that we talked about triangles uh that's always uh, an exciting topic of conversation here on brother date um ribs are our treasure says uh send us a box of that so um we're gonna do that right now let's hear about triangles things about it you know it had branching paths like if you blew some missions you could go onto the bad path where shit got dark and some of your some of your co-pilots would get fucking eat shit and then you'd be flying with a dude named fucking redbird and you'd be like i don't know who that is who's redbird no paladin got killed and uh like turtle lightning you're flying zeta wing you'd be like i don't know those guys (laughs) they aren't real they're not even on the board at least give me spirit why don't you put them on the board prove that they're real fucking fighter pilots and put them on the board where that shows all our kills instead of just maniac instead of just putting iceman up there kia in everyone's face garbage so it had cool stuff like that it had uh it had the training simulator it had the barracks where you could go and view your your medals that's right ribbons. that was my favorite part yeah dude i know you love ribbons and medals and i do rank insignia oh yes i do and uh and it had the cool sequence where you'd go into the you go to the mission briefing and then you and and you'd get the mission layout and sometimes you'd hear parts of the other missions while your mind wandered or something that's right <sighs> so cool Man, that was cool. It was kind of, like, unassailably cool. That was just a cool game. It really was, but, like... It was so cool when they made the movie they had to put in the coolest guy ever, Freddie Prince Jr. That's right. To really... Don't worry, don't they got Malcolm McDonald? <laughs> Is that what you meant to call him? That's exactly what I meant to call him. <laughs> um, Not Michael McDonald or 
um, <laughs> you and McDonald. Right. <laughs> uh, uh, and then, yeah. and also, um, uh, was David Suchet in that? Who was the bad guy in that? Wing Commander. I'm trying. Or no, not the bad guy. The captain. The captain. Who was the captain? Oh, fuck! I gotta look this up. I'm looking I up. Mean, Wing Mark Commander. Hamill was in it. Well, I don't even remember. Oh, that. I don't remember. I don't know. I never saw the movie. Oh, I'm talking about the movie, man. Um, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking of Wing Commander 3 or 4, whichever one was yeah, on the dude, CD and David had live David Suchet as Captain Lawrence Jason Sansky. That's kind of a dumb name. Wasn't wasn't Colonel something? I mean, he was just in charge of the air wing in the game. Yeah. Colonel. I guess. Colonel. I mean, that would make sense, but I, I don't think they... Colonel Watts' balls. I don't remember. I don't think they got into it so much in the actual game. Um, what about Colony Wars, though? Colony Wars was hella cool. It was cool, right? It was like on multiple discs, and it had even more branching. It had a bunch of branching, and the laser effects were, I for the time, I remember being really neat. I don't know if they'd hold up. Like when you'd shoot a ship, and it had shields, like it looked neat. And they had lots yeah. of different little fighters and different capital ships. And yeah, a made Colony up, Wars was pretty good. A made up. They did get some points for world building because they made up a pretty neat backstory about the Colony Wars. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's a pretty cool game. Uh, nobody makes, like, cool flight simulators anymore. They also don't exist. Or space simulators. or I mean, there's, like, 10 or 15 you can get on Steam, but they all look real half-baked. Yeah. Or, like, they're, like, MMOs. It's like, I don't want to... Yeah. I don't want to play... What's that one? That Where everyone has, a sh- has ships online? Eve or something? Eve online. I don't want to play that. I don't want to play that at all. I don't want my I'm ship... Not, I'm not even sure that plays as a flight sim. To me, I think that plays, like, um... Is it strategy or like a strategy game like a Command and Conquer? I don't want my ship that I didn't spend any money on going up against something that the dude spent three thousand dollars building, and so I'm obviously going to get killed. You know? Yeah. No. Give me, give me an orchestrated plot. Yeah. Come back from the mission and discover that Angel crashed or something. Oh boy. Well, she had something on her mind in the secret missions. I don't really remember what it was about. That's right. Did we ever find out? Anyway, definitely watch the let's plays of the later <laughs> games. It gets crazy. At one point, you get a Kilrothi pilot, co-pilot on your ship, and nobody trusts him. He, because he's a... Well, how can you trust him? He betrayed his own people. That's right. He is a traitor. He's a traitor by his very nature. Oh, there's lots of lots of stuff with... Uh, what's Taggart's name? What's the what's the oh, Scotsman's uh, name? Uh, uh, Paladin. Oh, Paladin. Paladin. Paladin and Angel. There's a lot of stuff going on. Nice. And there's... Is there like such as Knight? Does he is he still a cat lover? Is Knight a cat lover or is it racism? I don't I don't remember. It was he racism, right? I think it was racism. Did that game tackle racism? There's some there's some racism stuff in it for sure. They were like Knight, he's lazy, he's sleepy all the time. Why is he always late to the meetings? Also, <laughs> also he loves cats. They were like, whoa, wait a minute, hold on. Like in the nineties, you maybe you just went, yeah. Why is he always late to meetings? But then now you go, hey. I'm detecting something. Like, they didn't go into this in the game, but it it must have been a bad scene back on Earth for actual cats, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yes. People must have been stringing them up left and right to make points. <laughs> Just shouting in their faces. Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> no, not you! Hey, Charlie, it's, it's not real. Not you, Charlie. It's a game. <laughs> Yeah, dude, for sure. Just shouting in their faces as you strung them up about how they weren't going to get your family. And those cats are like, what? Right. Or like some some politician would make a move towards appeasement and it'd just be like, 
Just people be hurling dead cats at him all the oh, time. Oh yeah, it's just right on his jacket. Just dead cat yeah. all over his sweet his sweet coat. Again, they don't go into it in Wing Commander, but you have to imagine bad seed for actual cats. Oh, another cool thing about Wing Commander, when you'd like beat a, a system, they'd give you a meanwhile to show how, how you how the war was going as you were going. They'd be like, Meanwhile, the the scientists on whatever, Gimmel the water world Gimmel, or I don't know what they're talking about fucking overcame a Kilrathi attack even though they're just scientists. Yeah, because the war's going well because you keep winning missions. That's right. Yeah, that was a fucking no, sweet the, game, You're right. Man. No, you're absolutely right in your description. Wing Commander was unassailably cool. It was the best! It just, it came at a time before graphics and 3D made sense. Yeah, your character had some blue-ass hair, too. He, Yeah, you did. And your, what was your, your character's canonical name was Maverick, right? Uh, yes, that's correct. Yeah, Christopher Blair. Christopher yes. Maverick Blair. But you could pick your own handle. You yeah, didn't have to be Maverick. So you could be fucking anything that was as many as seven characters or whatever That's it right. was. So you could be like Bullet or fucking Viking or Shido. Shido. Or Princess if you spelled it with one S. <laughs> That's right. Oh, that's just the word princess. <laughs> princess. It's princess. I just, I couldn't. There weren't enough characters, sir. I'm, now I'm, no I'm time princess, for this, though. princess. All right. All right, yeah. sir. That is what my helmet says. <laughs> I like the idea that somebody tried to name himself Princess. But they can't uh, get anyone to call him that. We've got to bring that back, dude. Let's bring back some Wing Commander. It says Princess. When was the last Wing Commander game? When did, when did they make the last one? Long ago. I want them to make five more this year. Well, the, 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 the guy who made Wing Commander then did a Kickstarter for a game called Star Citizen. Oh, no. That was supposed to be Wing Commander-y, but I think also MMO, maybe. No! But would it have the Hornet Light Fighter? I don't know if it had the Hornet, or such as the uh, could I be, Rapier. Could I be in Black Lion Squadron? You know, they shouldn't name their squadron after a cat's. That does seem like a bad choice. Because the bad guys were cats. Did we say that yet? They're cats. <laughs> the, bad, the bad guys are cats. They're cats. <laughs> Maybe they could have done a little better on that part. <laughs> I don't know, dog. It looks like the last mainstream game was Wing Commander 4, and it came out in 1996. Oh. Literally 20 years ago. <laughs> oh, no. We are very old now. <clears throat> we're, very, we're very old now. But I just want you to know that the movie, the movie Wing Commander starring Freddie Prince Jr., the budget was thirty million, but it made eleven million. <laughs> so that's like a really that's really good. That's yeah. a good that's a good number. Because yeah, the thirty sure. million that's already a sunk cost, right? So I think so. Yeah, that's just gone. So it's cool that they made eleven. All profit, the way I see it. And I'm looking at this screenshot uh, from the first Wing Commander. Oh, yeah. Why doesn't your character wear gloves? For what? For what reason? In case you have to inject. Uh, dog, he's already going to get that sweet metal. His life is made for him if he ejects. He doesn't need have, hands. He's going to have frostbite hands. Yeah, but he'll have a sweet metal, which I think is a metal of just shows your guy on a chair uh, with a with a scream face. He's screaming really loud, and that <laughs> is the metal. 
and he's holding both of his hands like they're balled up in fists and he's holding them <laughs> under his armpits like no my hands <laughs> and that is the super sweet metal on your the chair. ribbon has my hands printed on it <laughs> well alright let's do a kickstarter and let's develop the next wing commander you already told me how good you are at, com- at computer video game graphics how, Did I? how many triangles you can make on the screen just because I watched that uh, video of the guy explaining how floors, walls, and ceilings work in Super Mario 64. They're all made of triangles, everybody. Because a triangle, I I think it's because he said its shape, it's it's the most liberal. That's not what he said. progressive shape of all That's the shapes. 100% not he, well, what he said. They, he said it. He said, if, you, if everyone was a triangle, like these triangles, and he showed Mario 64... You, so you don't think it's interesting at all that whether a particular triangle is considered a ceiling triangle, a floor triangle, or a wall triangle is based on the Y component of its unit normal vector and that it changes as it rotates? That's very progressive. <clears throat> That's what I think. And I think. And I think everyone recognizes that, but this video made it very clear. Shut up, cat! That it made it very clear that it squares. None of my none of my cats were saying anything. Squ- Shut up, cat! That squares and triangles <laughs> are different. That squares are 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 trump. Squares made are out trump. of triangles. Square- he says in the game. No, he says squares are trump. Is what he said. He got very political, <laughs> which you know normally I'm not down with, but this day and age it's hard to avoid it. And then he said triangles are a progressive shape. Shut up, cat! And then. Um, I loved that video. I watched it twice. I remember a lot about it. <laughs> yeah. He definitely talked about triangles in the first minute. It's true. If you're playing along at home and you want to watch Star Trek before next week. That clip was from June 1st, 2017. Uh, more than a year after we started the podcast. I know it doesn't sound like we necessarily had got it all figured out, but believe me. June 1st, 2016 was probably much worse. Um, the next one, uh, user Goose Caboose wants to hear, uh, the origin of the, uh, uh Kazago's senior pictures, uh, run that we do from time to time here on the podcast. So let's go ahead and listen to, uh, an episode from June 9th, 2017. The episode's called The Return of Empress Keiko, where we talk about Kazago's senior pictures other shit and normally their heads all just blowing up on the view screen watch any of the episodes sometimes it's just the person's head in front of a fucking white space (laughs) especially with the ferengi uh, the ferengi like it's just kazago fucking their bridge must look weird just it's just in a photographer's studio white (laughs) space i'm in here taking pictures of my crafts to sell on etsy i'm holding a paintbrush in some of these do you want to, how much, it's $12 for the pocket size. I have one overall strap down. It's twenty nine ninety nine if you want six by eight. I'm holding a basketball because I like basketball. <laughs> they made me fill out a, a form before I walked into the room, and I don't even really like basketball. I just, I didn't know what to say on the form. These are the fun shots. I also have the ones where I'm wearing the tuxedo dicky. It's for my graduate, I'm graduating. These are my senior pictures, Riker. <laughs> you're interrupting my senior pictures. Um, uh, but you're right. They they liked this set. They liked Carnass's ball. Very good stuff, I will say, about myself. Um, next one from uh, Twitter handle, a biker's bear bum. 
wanted to relive uh, some of our pitch ideas for uh, Star Trek spinoffs. So from uh, July 6, 2017, here are our best ideas for that. We're all Tetrarchs, and he's a Tetrarch. Oh, nice. Good. That's my favorite and one. We need to find a fourth Tetrarch, also, I think. Also, we need to talk about this river situation. Also, it's, our borders are fucked. They're like buck wild borders. The and... Cardassians moved a river because they're, they're big into the labors of Hercules, and so <laughs> our shit is, is just... It's just busted. Our whole shit is busted. It was right actually now. an episode of Cardassian Mythbusters where they were testing a myth about moving a river and they got it done. Oh, well, good for them. Yeah, it was plausible. They said it was plausible. Oh, okay, plausible. Yeah, so. Uh, so By the um, way, I just really want to do the show Cardassian Mythbusters. I really want to do it. I want you and I to dress up in, Car- in really convincing Cardassian makeup and do Cardassian Mythbusters and make up <laughs> myths that might exist on Cardassia. I mean, here's the problem. This sounds like something that requires imagination. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah never mind. That's fine. We, you know what? Better we find out now that we can't do it than get all the makeup done and get in I'm front sure of the camera the- and go, wait, what were we going to do? I'm sure the memory alpha page called Cardassian Myths is going to be pretty short. It's going to be the Dalrock and then nothing. <laughs> and it's that's not even Cardassian, but they heard about it. Also, that's going to be a that's going to be a tough one to test. We're going to have to really think about it. That's a good point. <laughs> uh, and he hated the village. By the way, okay, so Marjan's favorite um, favorite idea for a new Star Trek episode is to do one on Romulus. Okay. My favorite idea for a spin a Star Trek spinoff is to do Oh a spin-off. Oh, that's, what, yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, spin-off. My favorite idea for a spin-off is to get the Cardassian in like the last episode of Deep Space Nine who goes, That was for Lakarian City. I wanna get him <laughs> and I wanna do a show all about him where he goes around solving crimes and uses street justice. And that's the only show I wanna make. I will do anything to get that show made. It'd be a wild departure from the Star Trek uh, universe. Who do you think would guest? Um, well, you could get all the DS9 characters. You're and gonna get, is Elam Garrick going to show up? Hell yes, Garrick's going to... He's going to be like a recurring character. He's going to be someone that this guy goes to every once in a while when he needs something done off the books. By the way, did you... Uh, when you listened to the, that Star Trek book, uh, what did you think of the part where he said that he thinks he got the role of Garrick because he was doing a scene with Bashir and he gave him a look oh, like yeah. he wanted to fuck him Yeah, hard. he's like... And I just kind of went like, well, he's a handsome young man. I'll just... Uh, I'll play with that a little bit and then i think they went for it because uh there, there was a lot of stuff between us after that and it was like yeah that's right play it like you want to fuck him that's how you're gonna get the role he's like hey that'd be weird what if i looked like i wanted to fuck uh alexander sitting he took it a little deep he's like and then you know i just played it like that the rest of the show it's just it, you know my favorite interpretation is that they they were dating the whole time yep they're just uh, knocking boots I do love an actor who has opinions about his character. That are, that have never been experienced by anybody yes, else. That are outside of canon. <laughs> right. Firmly outside of canon. Uh, yeah, okay. So, Lakarian City. That guy, guy. Is, Man. I, he only delivered that one line, but he did such a good job. Here's, here's my concern. I am concerned that... Uh, the, a television writing team is not going to be able to come up with enough Cardassian names. <laughs> it's gonna be like Ivec and then Bivec the next week. Because they're all two week. syllables, and they usually have a hard K sounding <laughs> them somewhere. 
and it's like, yeah, it's gonna be Bivek, and then you're gonna be like, well, though, yeah, the last guy, which one is I'm, he? I'm I'm Golbadred. <laughs> well, are you? I don't. It's are very hard for me to keep track of this ever changing cast. Well, I'm Golbukat. <laughs> oh, but when I was listening to the audiobook, they kept calling him Golducat. <laughs> I was like, oh, come on! I don't think they got any of the names right. Yeah, that's some fun I didn't get to have because I read it. But on the other hand, uh, it's so much faster to read. Yeah, it was pretty slow listening to these old dudes try to go through this alien nonsense. And I didn't have to listen to anybody talk about how much Gene Roddenberry wanted to sex everything up. <sighs> it was not good to listen to. You heard, you read the part that I talked about, right? Where Patrick Stewart left his wife for, for Vosh? For Vosh? Yeah, that's crazy to I, me. I had to rewind it. I rewound it like three times because I was like, yeah, I'm, I don't like, think on, I'm what? hearing this correctly. And like, oh, and then he's dating her. And, yeah. then and a year later, they're married. And you're like, oh, hold on. <laughs> like, I don't remember any of this. And the writer was like blaming himself. He's like, that's because he... I wrote that episode. Did he not know that Famke Jansen was going to be on three years later playing a metamorph? I just think maybe they left out the part where he dumped Vosh for Famke Jansen. Well, it was probably one year later. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just short-sighted. I know. Yeah, he really, I mean, really, Vosh is um, not great. Vosh is just fine. <laughs> and um, didn't age that well. So sorry, I have no. to say that. It's not kind of rough uh anyway what do you have a spin-off idea oh uh i mean can i just say deep space nine but the wormhole never happens no that's you can't do alternate deep space nine <laughs> well it doesn't have to be deep space nine for instance i don't want cisco there oh okay so just old west in space i mean yeah basically that's okay. what i want but yeah. like for real not like not the stakes are immediately at one million <laughs> yes it's very hard to play character drama at that stage when every single character uh what they all of their decisions impact the rest of the galaxy. Yes. It's like then all you're playing with is plot. You're not playing with any. There's no character drama. There should be about 8 admirals on Deep Space 9 all the time. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, that they leave it to Commander Cisco. For- oh my God, we're doing a full Star Trek episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, 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 everybody. We've already gotten through. There's only one more mailbag comment left, left and it's not Star Trek related. Uh, but I do want to say, uh, with regards to Ben, I'm going to leave this open um, until the start of the next week's Star Trek episode. Before in case we anybody what to do about else has week. an opinion. Or but I mean, so far he has the only one, so he might win it. That's what I'm saying. Because that was one of my ideas too. Was just let Ben decide it. Because I mean, it, it I don't makes think sense. anyone else He's is the only play. one playing. Yeah, I don't yeah. think I don't think in the future there will be a, another person who's going to take on five hours of Star Trek watching every two weeks. Yeah, yeah, it's it's tough. Um, uh, from uh, October fifth, twenty seventeen. The next one. <laughs> We got a request from Twitter handle Eric Clapton's nephew. It says, I really enjoyed the time you guys took Eric Clapton down a peg. Yeah, well, that's what we do here. We're not talented artists, but we are mean critics. Um, So yeah, from October 5th, 2017, from the episode Brother Dates, Chusuk Special, here we are talking about uh, Eric Clapton. So here is a controversial question that I have for you. Mm. Is Eric Clapton anything? Yeah, I've never thought... Okay, so... Here's my opinion on pretty much all popular music. I don't really care how well you can play your instrument. The only thing I care about is, can you write a song? Yeah, he plays the guitar well, but he never does anything interesting with it, as far as I'm concerned. Can you... Can you just write a song? Can you write a song? That's all I care about. That's why the Rolling Stones are amazing. 
They wrote yes. two songs. Can they play them? No one will no. ever be able to tell. No, there's no way to know. But they wrote some cool, catchy, n- neat songs. Has Eric Clapton ever written like a neat song? I mean, I guess I Feel well, Free that... is extremely hippie. Yeah. It has some catchy bits. Uh, uh, there's, there's songs like um, Layla, which obviously has been overplayed to the point of nausea. but it's... Also the part that people like, he didn't write. Oh, like the coda? No, the coda is his part. Oh, okay. So the the cool the guitar. coda that sounds like the theme song to Alf he wrote. The <laughs> it really does the, too. The main guitar riff. Yeah. I'm sorry if you never noticed that before. <coughs> the main guitar riff, uh, Dwayne Allman wrote. Oh, okay. Well, unless it was the other Allman, I never remember which one died first Greg, and which one just Greg died. Or Dwayne. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um. Well, that's cool. The Allman Brothers could play. That's that's nice. I'm glad to do that. I'm yeah. glad to hear that actually. Oh, do you know how their songs sound like something? That's right. Exactly, yes. Yeah. Oh, I, I greatly prefer the Allman Brothers to, uh, to, Eric, to Eric Clapton. Clapton. Goddamn yeah. right. So people who say Clapton is God, I I say, where's the proof? Here's a here's an exercise you can do. There are like a thousand, 1,000 videos on YouTube of Eric Clapton and Mark Knopfler playing together. Uh-huh. When... When it is a Dire Straits song, Eric Clapton just plays rhythm guitar and never does anything interesting. When it's an when it's an Eric Clapton song, Mark Knopfler just like randomly ad libs solos all throughout it. Well, now he has the self confidence to do that. Yes, he does. He also has the self confidence to dress like John McEnroe, that's, which that's we've correct. covered in a previous podcast. That takes self confidence. Still an open question. <laughs> Who's the first? Who was the first to dress like John McEnroe? The internet didn't help, and none of our commenters, mm. Ryan, no. gave us any help on that at all. Unclear whether Ryan's caught up to that point or not. I, I know that was not a very recent episode, but I don't think it's as, as long ago as it feels like in my brain. Yeah, the once a week makes it tough, and then the yeah. once every two weeks for non-Star Treks makes it tough. And then, hey, you know, let's just do one every day. All right. <laughs> so we're moving to a daily format now, so that just so that the now. passage of time feels more natural. From now until my web host definitely kicks me <laughs> off, we're we're uploading a 200 megabyte file every day. Uh, yeah, I don't. Uh, that's so. That's my take on Clapton, and it's my same take I have with everybody. Do I like any of your songs? That's all that matters. I don't actually care whether you're some kind of master musician. You know. Yeah. Well, that's also like. There are people who are not technically amazing on the guitar, but who play the guitar in an interesting way. I think a notable example is B.B. King, mm. who I think has been quoted as saying, I couldn't play fast, so I had to learn to play slow. Ah, and like uh, the farty guitar man, who said <laughs> that he just bends and picks it all kinds of weird ways. All, all kinds of weird ways, yeah. <laughs> uh, also on the 14th, Ryan wrote in to say, look, Ben and Ryan, maybe you guys love Eric Clapton. That's... Fine if you do, but ex- please explain why. Yes. Yeah, yeah. By- yes, please send us some comments on that topic. That would be great. Thank you again to Eric Clapton's nephew. Uh, moving right along from Hella Burning 420. Uh, he said they always enjoy when we contemplate the reasons for doing the podcast and say we're never going to do it again. So, from later in that same episode, October 5th, 2017, we finally wonder why we even do this podcast. I guess we probably described our Star Trek project as being stupid. Because, uh, over again, yeah. 
he wrote in to say, don't be so hard on yourself. I wasn't being hard on myself. Nope. Someday, someone will think this is not stupid. People probably thought Memory Alpha was stupid. Now, first of all, I'm sure 95% of all people in America don't know what Memory Alpha is. Yeah. And I bet that if you told it to them, they would say, that's stupid. That's, stupid. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. There are probably more people who think that Bulbapedia <laughs> is not stupid than there are who think Memory Alpha is not stupid. Just a guess. Yeah. And I'm sure Wikipedia has them both beat. Yeah, and um, I, I think we only have two or three listeners, so I, I just... I find it hard to believe anyone's ever going to listen to it and think anything about it. You know? I was having a discussion with someone I work closely with about not having any hobbies. Mm. And she was like, well, I travel. Which okay. is true. Yeah. Uh... And at some point I said that I made a podcast, no, no, and she no, no, said, no, no, no. oh, God, what are they about? And I said, oh. This is, yeah, I shouldn't have said anything. Oh. <laughs> uh, well, they didn't know. start out being about anything. <laughs> yeah. But now every every other week, oh, God. <laughs> oh, no, oh, God. <laughs> uh, to which she said, oh, I was going to listen to it, but uh, I don't know anything about Star Trek. And I said, yeah, don't listen to it. <laughs> You don't even don't even listen to the non Star Trek ones. Yeah, there's no point. But it's just don't. What's it for? This is a thing I do purely for me. Yeah, yeah. I accept that Ben and Ryan listen to it. <laughs> That's right. It's but I've known them for over twenty years. It's very. <laughs> it's still weird that we record it. Oh yeah, that's because we could just do this and not record it. Yeah. Why do we do it? I'm Hold on. Hold on. A I second. think we're recording. <laughs> why do we do this? <laughs> I think because if we weren't recording it, we wouldn't do it every week. I think that's right. I think you're right. I think the only reason that I talk that I talk to my brother is because we have like a prearranged. Yeah, we got to record it and put it on the internet. Uh, I mean, I, been... I, I do chat with you all day on the on the chat on the little chat devices. Yes, but... and occasionally you uh, pan through those looking for gold. Sometimes there's some good stuff in there. <laughs> Next, from user Tangelo Daiquiri, uh, wants to hear about the time we talked about whether you could fuck to Bolero uh, and other songs that are pornography. So, a uh, clip from December 14th, 2017, coming your way. Um, yeah, saxophone needs a dick. I don't think there's any way around it. No, it's just a bad-sounding instrument. Yeah, they should really take that. Adolf Sax or whoever the guy who invented the saxophone is did a bad job, and he should feel bad. They should take that off the shelves. Yeah, no more saxophone. This is the last generation of saxophone players. If there are any. (laughs) Does anyone play the saxophone anymore? Ugh. And then horns. I'm right, though. Right? Junior Walker is just uh, version one. Yeah, definitely. Uh, what about, like, um, Booker T and the MGs? You want green onions? What do yeah, you want? Yeah, like, is that an effective use of the saxophone? Because it's, I feel like what they're trying to make is, like, Vietnamese coffee. Sorry, what I mean by that is what they're trying to make is, like, the muddiest, nastiest thing that you get. You get a perverse, <laughs> of like, a real perverse pleasure out of. Isn't, weren't they just making pornography? Isn't Green Onions pornography? I guess we'll find out. 
let's just let's hear this and you tell me whether or not you think this is porn because like they said you you know what's obscene uh, when you see it right it's like art it's such a weird question <laughs> is, is green onions by booker t and the mg's pornography or is it vietnamese coffee you tell me which Oh, maybe this isn't the one I'm thinking of. This is the very famous one, but I'm not sure how much saxophone there is in this. What I was thinking of was um, Cleo's Mood. Um, <clears throat> that's by Junior Walker, though. So there you go. Yeah, that's going to be a problem then. But now, um, now, did you want something by letters to Cleo? No, play, I'm confused. No, seriously, play Cleo's Mood though, because now my question is okay. still the same. But it's just about it's about Cleo's Mood and not Green Onions. I I think I put Green Onions into your head. Because that's the only Booker T in the MG song I know. No, no, no. I mean, that's definitely what I... I just confused them. But I was thinking of Cleo's mood. Come on. You gotta give me a second. Come on, you damn it. wants to show me all these ads. Oh, well, because you're not playing the ad, it, uh, it sounds like nothing. So I just... I'd love yeah. to hear what's going on at um, Red Lobster or whatever. I'm, I'm typing on a phone... Alright, tell me whether you think this is porn. Seriously. You know who I bet liked this song? Hmm. Eric Burden of The Animals. Could be. But I guess to some... Talk, talk about a terrible band. There are some saxophone bits in here that are filthy. We're just like, ah, uh, did he mean to do that? Why is he doing that? There are a couple like that in here where this it stings. You just go, oh, oh! Please stop doing it. And then listen to what that organ's doing. That's the highest note that organ can what is, play. Yeah, right? is it even technically playing? <laughs> the, I thought that someone was delivering a package at my door <laughs> when I heard it. Apparently that's the noise they chose for those scanners. That's right. They just straight sampled it from Cleo's mood. Hold on. I know there's at least one more real ugly saxophone. I feel like the music's going to drop out and we're going to get another real nasty sting here. I think we might. Oh, they got they dropped a beat. Oh. Wow. So, uh, whenever this was made, was this was this fucking music? What is this? Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is some nasty music for nasty individuals. Because uh, I don't oh. know if I could fuck to that. That was so that was, that's evil. What's happening right there? That's got a rhythm problem, but uh, you know, different people do different things. For instance, uh, Howard Kramer's uh, favorite <laughs> getting down tune is bolero. I love bolero. I just don't know if I could fuck to it. <laughs> It's like 15 minutes of it, just the same thing, but, um, you know, more each time. Yeah, well, it builds an intensity. It does, but I don't know. I I feel intimidated. How am I supposed to keep up with Bolero? Did you know that when... It's a, it's a good question. Let's hear the London Symphony Orchestra's version and decide, could you fuck to this? When Bolero came to New York City, uh, how do you pronounce his name? Ravel? Ravel? Ravel. Ravel. He, um... 
he fought with the conductor of the New York Symphony <laughs> because the guy like sped it all up. And then they were fighting like on stage about how the guy the guy told Ravel that he didn't know the song that he made. He's like, You don't even know Bolero. And they like <laughs> got into a big fight in front of everybody. <laughs> Dude, it's back in the old days when musicians were fucking nuts. Well, are we gonna hear it? Are we gonna hear Bolero? We only got fifteen minutes for that. I'll try to crank it way up because it starts out, Real let's quiet. say, slow. I like it because it's a nice march. It's very martial. That is. And I guess I do fuck to Mars a lot. So that kind of makes sense. There you go. <laughs> See, right now, I mean, like, What am I supposed to be doing? I feel like this would be distracting. This is when you're still struggling with your novelty belt buckle. <laughs> it's, the, it's the shape. It's, it's the shape of Ed Sullivan's face. I was, Hold oh, on. Just gonna see if that's something you can get. <laughs> they they only have one of them. They only have one. That's what the guy told me that they only have one. So that does not appear. It does not appear to be a, an item you can purchase. You can Ed Sullivan belt buckle? That's dumb. No. Uh... Oh, boy. Taking their time, huh? The fucking symphonies. This is not the right version. <laughs> I'm just going to say that. I'm at Bolero. You're just gonna have to skip ahead. Just skip. Oh yeah, now it's nice and martial. Mm, I feel like this is gonna be a real mysterious fuck. Yeah, it's gonna be a weird sesh for sure. <laughs> a lot of eye contact, but not not sexy eye contact. Intense though. Like maybe you're thinking about a treasure you've buried somewhere. Although I think Ravel said that he um his imagined setting for this was uh, some ladies dancing in front of a factory, which I thought was kind of weird. He was a weird dude, I think. They were all weird dudes. They all, him and fucking Debussy and uh, uh, fucking Settee, all, I think they all got kicked out of the Paris Conservatory f uh, of Music just because they were, they were all too bit, weird. They were too weird, too weird to stick around. <laughs> so of course they just hung out at the cafe and got weird. They were like the workaholics of their era, I think. Uh, on December fifth, Ryan wrote in at brother date. If I do, I'll be 18 of your 19 to 28, dog. Uh, do you have any idea <laughs> what that means? Is this like that Chicago song? With the confusing name? What's the name of that song? It's like... <sighs> I'm going to stop you right there. I don't know the names of any Chicago songs. Uh, uh, Alright. I can't remember it, and there's no way to describe it. 
and you'll never be able to remember the song while Bolero is playing. No, hold on. I typed in uh, Chicago confusing song name. T- uh, 25 or 6 to 4. Is the 25 one. or 6 to 4. Yeah, that's what this is a reference to. No, I'm just saying, is that is it like that? Is this some Yes, this song I don't title? know. I don't know what it if means. If I do, this is not in response to anything. Uh-huh. If, I, if do, I, do, I do, I'll be 18 of your 19 to 28, dog. 18 to 28 what and how could he be 18 of it eight he's he gave is he number 18, 18? Of our... we already have 17 but we need to get to 19 to 28 i don't understand this is he 18 of our 19 to 28 total plays <laughs> i don't know all right because this is like episode 73 or something we're doing right now yeah he's gonna have to give us some more on that i think that one I cannot um, discern. But also on that day, he wrote in uh, at Brother Date, well shit, with a screenshot of his uh, iTunes library showing the Brother Date page with the message, you're all caught up. Oh, boy. We've um, been wondering if that would ever actually happen. And now it has. And we and even gave him an extra week. For nine whole days. Yeah. So. He made it. He would have made it if we'd put one out last week, probably. Congratulations, Ryan. Now, was it everything that you'd hoped? Now that you've gotten to the end of the journey? We didn't like your John McEnroe. Look, we didn't like it. That's okay, though. But at least he played along. Anything else? Has anybody tweeted since then? That's the mailbag, and... um, We've been running this for about an hour. Is there something else you want to talk about? It's a question we often ask at around the one hour mark in our podcasts. Uh, moving along from the user Butt Torpedoes. Uh, they say uh, one of the most popular topics of conversation on Brother Day, what gets you the most uh, uh, mail, talking about chili. Um, back when I was doing my chili reviews, that was a desperate time in the podcast history. Um, yeah, let's play some of that. January 25th, 2018, Matthew's Chili Reviews. Yeah, yeah we have, uh, seven posts, and four of them are from you. Good. Well, that's good. You know what? I have to start padding the bag, because some weeks, Ryan and Ben don't really bring it, you know? <clears throat> yeah, nothing for the mailbag this week, but Ben participated in Star Trek last week, so that's... That's, that's really more than enough. That's fine. Uh, you've been doing, do. uh, canned chili reviews. Yeah, so I'm those actually have been coming in. I'm two reviews behind. I gotta get on those. It's just you got, you I got, got as two many in as, the can. As many, two cans in the can right now. In fact, even a two cans in the can, and the 200 characters per review is just really intimidating. I don't know and how I used to be a writer because right? I cannot two two Twitter reviews of canned chili. I just keep thinking about it and going, oh, I don't want to do that. But, I mean, that's where we're starting. So we are starting with uh, okay, cool. canned chili review number one. Right. Have you ever wanted to eat a bowl of filling from Tina's frozen beef and bean burritos? Then try Van Camp's chili with beans today. Dude, it took me three quarters of the chili to figure out what the taste was, like why it was so familiar. So they're going, this isn't chili. It's definitely not chili, but it tastes like something that I know. Why Tina's? It's tasted specifically like one of those Tina's burritos. Why did you ever get one of those Tina's? Why didn't you get one of them 12-pack of little burritos? Dude, I think you know I always had the 12-pack, but, like, you know, on occasion, 
uh, I would try, like, one of them loose. <laughs> not, not really loose. I mean, they were individually <laughs> wrapped, but, like, just a solo, no, but, just a solo burrito. This is actually an interesting question. Mm. Why are burritos so loosely wrapped when you buy them frozen? That's a good question. Why aren't they, like, shrink wrapped? Why do they... Why do they slosh all around in that package? How does that help the burritos in any way? I mean, oh. it helps them generate a tremendous amount of freezer burn. I was going to say, there's a lot of, like, ice that get, that builds up in there. Yeah, because that ice of the space. supposed to be in there. They're leaving um, space for ice because the ice helps keep the burrito frozen. And without it, the burrito would never fully freeze because of the hot peppers. Oh, uh, that's nonsense. The hot peppers is the reason. That they gotta leave the extra room for the ice. I am so upset with myself that I cannot, for some reason, remember the actual name. Hmm. The name of the maker of those El, little burritos. El, Mon- El Monte? El Monterey? It is El Monte. El Monterey. El Monterey. I don't know. El Del Monte? Monterey. Del Monterey? M- Mont Del Rey. All right, we're going to look up the burritos. All right. Burrito. We're just going to Google it a little bit. El, why is it really El Monterey? That can't be right. It is. It's El Monterey. Burritos and Chimichangas archives, El Monterey. No. Why is there an archives? Wait a minute. <laughs> what? Yeah, this is them. I mean, this is them for sure. Yeah, you got to go to the archives. Just check out all the frozen burritos and Jimmy Chang. They got eleven varieties. I want to see if any of these are buck wild. No, they are. Boy, they are all all very boring. Do you remember what the context was when Jerry the King Lawler talked about eating chimichangas, or was it Jr. One uh, of them was famously we we always called him chimichangas after that because I would have been Jerry. I don't think Jr. was capable of saying the word chimichanga. <laughs> chimichanga. His face didn't tr- move. No, it was a, it was much higher pitched and more shrieky. <laughs> Chimichangas. Shouting, shouting about chimichangas. Yeah, I don't remember okay. why that was said, but I it don't did remember it anymore. And that make an impression. Yeah. And one time, because uh, I had called them chimichangas so often that I said it to a server by accident one time. I don't think I've ever had that uh, Tina's beef and bean. I know it's got the dark brown package. Yeah. It's the dark brown sleeve, and then it's got kind of a um, 70s colors font. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, yes. Well, they all do. And it's got... Uh, kind of like filled, something the Houston Astros would have worn. It's filled with kind of an orange paste, and that's what this that's what was in this can. Okay. So it's it's a little bit cumin or something. Yeah. Again, I could immediately tell it was not chili, but I had to keep eating it until I figured out what the hell it was. So... Um, I guess, I guess it would save you the time of de-sleeving or de-gloving those frozen burritos if you did want to eat that. So that's good to know. Yeah, that's right. Just to take it out of a can and, and you know what? You're getting the low carb version. So they, that's the real winner right there. Oh, that's true. That is true. None of that, none of that Afghan bread. I mean, it's got beans, <laughs> but that's a kind of a slow carb, you know? Doug, it's got none of that Afghan, Afghan bread around it. That's <laughs> that we don't like <laughs> hey um if you're in the bay area and you want to go to an afghan restaurant go to one of the good ones don't <laughs> go to that one in sunnyvale where they bring you afghan bread and it's fucking mission tortillas <laughs> mission brand tortillas and then you look at all the other white people in your party like 
are we being punked? Are we supposed to say this is tortillas? <laughs> and then we just ate the tortillas, sadly. Well, Marjan and I knew as soon as they came out, and we just looked at each other like, oh, wait a minute. They better. It's not hard. It's not hard to get that bread. They better be like just so out of bread that that their business is about to go under. Like that's how know, out of Afghan bread they are. I know of several little markets around here where you can get ironing board sized loaves of that bread, oh, hell and yeah. they do a good business in it. Yeah, dude, go to any rose market or anything like that. Like you'll be able to fucking get them shits. Yeah, you could go to International Food Bazaar. Yeah. That's the real name of a real store. Yep. <laughs> you could go to. Uh, Taj Mahal grocery or whatever that thing is on El Camino. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can buy it in. What's the name of that? What's the name of that Afghan restaurant on El Camino, about two blocks up from Taj Mahal? It's got a little market attached to it. You can get it there. Yeah, sure. The waiters never seem like they're happy uh, to see you in that restaurant, <laughs> but the food is still good. They're not happy to see you. And again. Uh... I say they better have been out of that bread, because if they just served us as tortillas because we looked white and we wouldn't know the difference, I'd be very insulted. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, well, that was that was uh, Chili Review number one, so. Yeah, and uh, the next post in our mailbag is Canned Chili Review number two. Nice. Uh, where you write, uh, the primary ingredient in Wolf Brand Chili must be something burned or dirty. <laughs> A nasty paste, like Van Camp's. Yeah, the first two were gross, disgusting pastes where you couldn't discern any of the individual ingredients. Chili shouldn't be a paste. No, like no whole beans or pieces of beef, just nasty paste. But this yeah, one it should be a it's a chunky food when it's done, when it's executed properly. Exactly correct. You should be able to discern the individual bits, but it should still be solid enough that you can like stick a spoon in it and have it stand up. Right. Yeah, <clears throat> it should be hearty. Yeah. Yeah, that one was... Uh, t- it tasted bad. It didn't taste good. Sometimes when Katie and I make chili, it comes out a little watery. It's hard when you're making your own. But it does taste good. And I, it's like, I don't know. I guess we could probably add... Even just cornstarch would probably thicken it up pretty good, right? That's usually what I add to things when I'm doing slow cooker stuff. Yeah. I want this, like a, a good stew. I'll just thicken it up a little bit with some starch. Yeah. Uh, can chili review number three. Oh boy, armor's okay. chili is the best of the three so far. A somewhat pale imitation of Denison's. I'd say about fifteen percent less overall flavor, less spicy, less savory, but in the neighborhood. If it was the best substitute in the Nashville area, I'd eat less chili. Yeah, I couldn't quite give it a full. Yeah, because it's very. I have a lot of integrity. When it comes now I will to these reviews. I, I will say you didn't seem particularly hampered by the 280 character limit there. <laughs> you repeat you was said that it was less verbose? spicy and less savory, and I think if you really needed to cut characters, you you could have done one or the other. All right. Well, sorry. I mean, I apologize. Also, you put uh, two sets of ellipses in. I like that. Everyone's a critic. Where you could have put a comma in for one and uh, nothing for the other one, and that would have saved you five characters. Maybe I could just, I'll just tweet at Brother Date right now, nothing but ellipses. And you used uh, a double hyphen instead of an actual M-dash character, that would have saved you another character. So all I'm saying is, it seems like Twitter's giving you room to maneuver. (laughs) Maneuver. Maneuver, that's how it's spelled. Well, um, you know. 
you you owned me. My review is was a bad no, chili. It was uh, a bad chili review. Yeah, I, there's nothing no, wrong fine. with the choices you made. You no, just don't appear okay. to be limited. It's fine by the character limit. It's all right. It's just fine. Okay, last one here from user up the coffees. Uh, we uh, we always love it when you talk about music. Um, we'd love to hear more about the '90s. Yeah, we did uh, an extended run. Um, same episode, January twenty fifth, two thousand eighteen, on a ton of '90s music. Um, and uh, let's go ahead and hear that now. The rest of our mailbag this week. Uh, is really probably better just read by our uh, listeners than read out loud because okay. it was just uh, you and me right. discussing uh, a very interesting question that you do raise and I do think is worth talking about. Okay. Are Maybe. the videos for yeah. Possum Kingdom by the Toadies, right. a song everybody remembers, right. and Water's Edge by Seven Mary Three, another, another song, song everybody yeah. remembers, right. referencing the same event from different points of view? Yes, this was Marjan's question, because we happened to watch them both that evening. So you were doing one of these music videos of the past YouTube runs. Yeah, we were doing a 90s run where we'd watch one, and the only rule was we didn't want to watch two from the same band in a row. So whatever the recommendation was, like whatever the next one down the list was that was a different band, we just skipped to that one. So if after um, Lightning Crashes it recommended selling the drama, you had to skip you to, had the to next. watch Far Behind by Candlebox instead. Right, exactly. And uh, got it. And so we watched both of those in the same night. And then I was like, "Man, check this out! Another video about somebody dying in the woods, about another chick getting fucking art and fucking Cade in the fucking <laughs> W." And then she, she goes, "Well." Wait a minute, are these. Are this, is this the same event? And the Seven Mary Three guy saw this and he's really, really just beside himself with anger that he didn't do anything. That he could have stopped the Toadies. Mm hmm. And it also made me think, like, good God, like this Toadie song. Why write that song? That's a real nightmare of a song. <laughs> like, what? I, I always. I heard it 9,000 times and I always knew <clears throat> the guy was being a creeper in it. But I never really put it all together like, oh, no, he's straight. Not only going to R a chick, he's going to fucking am a chick. I mean, it really is evidence that you can get used to anything or, like, get desensitized. Yeah, I think in the 90s it was like, oh, all the lyrics are so, like, different and outrageous now. Like that Nirvana song, Rape Me and all this stuff. But I don't think you can write this song anymore. I think we are post-90s outrageousness. Is he just creating a creepy character, or, like, is he just this guy? Well, he looks like this guy. (laughs) He looks like this guy? Yeah, he does. Not be a gentleman. Yeah, right, that's when the cue should have been. <laughs> when I was 10 or whatever, I should have gone, oh, no, wait. <laughs> that's not good. Well, we didn't know about boathouses.
Exactly. He did mean to scare her. Yeah. And so not only writing the song, but then the video. Yeah, it's a guy dragging a body through a river and then up onto the river bank and then uh, furiously chopping at it with an ice pick. And then you see that it's an ice sculpture of an angel and then flies away or whatever. But it's like most of the video, 90% of the video is a body wrapped in a tarp being dragged through the water. He really doubled down. Like, he wrote the song. This is the lake that he is talking... This is the boathouse that <laughs> yeah, he is talking about, he's, specifically. He's like, let's show him. Let's show him my beautiful art that I made about killing people in the woods. Uh, and if you don't remember uh, much later in the song, and I don't want to play any more of it because it's not a good song, uh, he does just scream, do you want to die, over and over yeah, again. Yeah, yeah, over and over, which is probably what everyone remembers if they listen to KOME or whatever alternative station. But back in the I'm not going to lie, I'll not be a gentleman. <laughs> Behind the boathouse, I'll show you my dark secret is enough. That's a bad start. It's a bad start. That's also, rough. the song is called Possum Kingdom. And I know, that it's, <laughs> I know that it's because there is a lake in Texas called Possum Kingdom Lake. I understand that. Right. Except but it's, it's bad. From now on, we've decided that if someone's going to get murdered, that, that means they're going to end up in Possum Kingdom. They're going to end up in Possum Kingdom. Yeah, the guy is straight up dragging the lady in like in the river or whatever, like along the riverbank. And uh, that Seven Mary Three song is called Water's Edge, and it's all about how we saw somebody do a murder on a lady at, at the fucking river or whatever. So I think part of it is, both of these songs are from the uh, literal music video yes. school. Yes. Yeah. Literal school of music videos. <clears throat> The Captain uh, Lou Albano School of Music Videos. The Captain Lou Albano School of Music Videos, if you like, where, for instance, Water's Edge is a song about a guy who saw a girl at the end of her kidnapping and murder uh-huh. uh, get murdered at the Water's Edge. And now he doesn't want to go there anymore because her killers, they got their friends Familiar in familiar places. places. I tell you, I'll man. tell you, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah uh, well, his, the thing that he shouts in the end is he didn't do anything. That's why he's so ashamed. Because he saw yep. it, but he, he, he was too scared. Uh, You're not going to play us a piece of that one? Play, play yeah, I'll, I'll play a tiny little piece of that. And then play the part it's, with uh, the bass that you love so much. Yeah, I, I should. Uh, do you remember the timestamp on that? Uh, oh, I probably you tweeted told it. me. Um, no, I told you. That's around two minutes, probably. Yeah, it is. It's like 2.03 or something like that. Um, it's not also not an amazing song. But this one, this one is just a real by the numbers song. Okay, so Seven Mary Three was like they were they wanted to throw their hat into the ring of like we're as grunge as anybody. You think you're grunge? We're fucking Virginia grunge, and um, that's not how you make good music. <laughs> also, for some reason, this uh, song, this music video begins with a guy being released from prison. I don't know. I don't know why. Yeah, maybe that Possum Kingdom guy. He got out. He got out finally. Is um, is uh, Matt Stairs gonna do a murder on him or something? Uh, he doesn't look so much like Matt Stairs in this video because this is the one where he shaved. Yeah, this is clean shaven Matt Stairs. It's cumbersome where he looks like Matt Stairs. Also, a terrible song. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest, dude. The uh, you cumbersome parentheses <laughs> the opposites song. <laughs> 
in the bridge, the super important bridge, where he says that there is a balance between two worlds, on the air and the cross, and then he immediately says, regardless, regardless of, the, of balance, the balance, life has become cumbersome. The one that I brought up one second ago. It's, he should just say, I mean, that's not the point. It's, it's not really the problem. I just... Oh, here's another real dumb part. So gross. Let me play some harmonics. That's always a cool trick. In Virginia, that's still a cool trick. Man, he was going for every 90s vocal, like, quirk. Right here. I love it. So bad. Like, hey, let's make this real cool. I know what to do. Yeah, he he gets into it. He goes to some places vocally where he didn't he didn't do anything. And then the uh, the melody kind of changes up in the end, and it becomes like a the melody is almost weirdly hopeful in the last part, but. Yeah. It's a weird song. Weird song, weird band. Oh, yeah, it goes from minor to major. Yeah. And he speeds it up. Don't go down to the waters, as she said to me. I didn't do it, but I saw who did. Oh. This was the hit, the real hit. The radio hit. Great. I, first of all, I think a biopic about this band would be a fantastic idea. <laughs> yeah. A comedy biopic about Seven Mary Three, and I think Bradley Cooper would be a great guy to play this guy. <laughs> I, could, I could see it. One of those, uh, the comedic style is just based on uh, like incredibly earnest characters who yes. really think they're doing a great job and want to be the best in the biz but are incompetent these are things that I think he all he thought sounded good but don't even hold up to like three seconds of scrutiny all of the hey what do you think it means imagery. to resurrect those bridges with an ancient glance that's what I'm saying I think he just thought <laughs> all of this stuff sounds so cool but if you just think about it for even like one half second you go hey that doesn't mean anything do you know what else is um, like really like that a lot? Mm. Uh, Kiss, Kiss from a Rose. Oh, I, I. By the way, you don't know what any of the words are to Kiss I from thought, a Rose. I, well, okay, so I thought I didn't because the lyrics don't make sense. So even no. though I heard the lyrics correctly, I thought I had the wrong for years so because I like, thought that can't be it. There is a graying. Wait, no, I'm so missing a word. Is a... I mean, there's a graying tower alone by the sea, but yeah. There... Used to be a graying tower alone by the sea, and you remain the light, the light from, oh, from the, the dark, dark side, side of me. me. You're like, well, okay, we're not doing. You're like, uh, not hold on, not what, what was that start. about a graying tower alone <laughs> by the sea? What did that mean? Yeah, none of those lyrics made any sense. I'm... And did you know that when it snows, 
your eyes become alive and the light that they shine can be seen. Mm-hmm. Baby. <laughs> yeah. Um, resurrect those bridges with an ancient glance. Dude. I wish he had said ancient. Dude, there is a balance between two worlds. Let's get a little more of this. Like, it's kind of about a relationship, but the metaphors are so bad, I don't know what it's about. I can't figure it out. My old stone face can't seem to bring her down. She remembers bridges, burns them to the ground. Uh, Okay. Those are all words. Those are all words. I recognize the individual words. What? So I think that's a good start. I know this had a music video, but I'm right that this was really just a radio hit, right? They're just playing in a bar. Yeah. There's not. It's just a video of them playing in a bar, and the people in the bar are really enjoying it. <laughs> he knows so many opposites. No, oh, hang on, he's got another batch for you. <laughs> Does he know what cumbersome means? I think he doesn't, right? The bitter taste is cumbersome. That is not how you would describe a taste. I mean, you'd have to be really being as complicated as you could. Like you were uh, doing some wine tasting, and you were like, "What's mm, another? What's the another a little bit mm, cumbersome?" It's another famous uh, opposite song. Uh, I don't know. Did you have one in mind? Uh, yeah, let's see. Oh, I know one. I can think of one. I got a good one after this one. I fucking hate this song so much. Hey, the Rolling Stones are the worst, huh? Were there instruments made out of cocaine? What was happening here? <laughs> How come, like, when you remember a Rolling Stones song, you remember it good? And I, then when you listen to it, it's bad. Is I've it because they have good ideas, but they have no idea how to execute them? They were even done with good ideas by this point, dude. I've heard this song yeah, okay, so this many one's times. not great. I would never remember the, this as good. This, and no offense to Ryan, but this is a novelty country song worth of wordplay. Yeah. And yes. it's the entire song. Later, he just talks about how cold she she's is. so cold. She's like an Arctic zone. What does he say? It's not, yeah, I or don't know. like an ice cream cone. I don't instead know. of him saying, I'm so hot for her over and over again, he starts going, She's so cold. She's, she's so, so cold. cold. <laughs> it's <laughs> the dude is so coked out. It's nuts. You know, they have no memory of any of these recording sessions, right? It's just like you can barely hear any of the instruments. And it's yeah. weird because it's like they're not being drowned out by anything. No. Even Mick Jagger is singing in a really thin... Like, I'll just play another few seconds. Wow. 
Why can't you hear any of the instruments? Why is the loudest? The loudest thing Blow. is Charlie Watts' hi-hat, and he's barely playing it. <laughs> the guitarist is selling this. And Keith Richards has a has a reputation as a good guitar player. Well, well, he didn't get it done there. I got an opposite song whenever you're right, ready. I got right, what go, you got? I, got a, you I got? thought of a really good one. Uh, Opposites Attract by Paula Abdul. Uh, that's a great song. That's one of the great opposite songs because the opposites are things like um, she likes movies and I like TV. Or he likes movies and I like TV or whatever. Yeah. And you're like, well, yeah, no, wait a minute. No, movies sure. and TV are opposites? You think I'm not going <laughs> to listen to this entire song and enjoy the idea that the MC Scat Cat rap was written by uh, Romany Malco from uh, Weeds and other things? Yeah, starts with MC Scat Cat, by the I way. I know, you, that's what you gotta lead in with. People want more Scat Cat. Alright, they're doing a good job so far. But it's kind of like, um, kind of like the Alanis Morissette song. She just runs out of good ideas for what's <laughs> ironic and just starts saying things. And you're like, "Well, that's not. That isn't it." Yeah, it just becomes a. It's a black fly in your Chardonnay, and then you're like, "Wait a minute, <laughs> what? Like, hold on a second. That's missing the part that's going to make that ironic. There's another piece of this story that needs to happen." Now, I do like that in verse 2 here, they've turned around and they now describe each other's attributes. <clears throat> yeah. But, um, here's what I'm saying. Paula Abdul is only barely singing this, and she is still not up to it. No, she's not, she, she's not given anything here. This is not, um, well, this is a good question. Is there a song she doesn't phone in? I don't think so. I was going to say. Well, there's uh, F- Forever Your Girl. Forever Your Girl. Uh, there's Vibology, obviously. Oh, it's probably Vibology. Hold on. <laughs> and if it's not, that's Dude, my favorite ever song. It's so. The Study. Uh, uh, the Chemistry Between You and Me? Between You and Me. <laughs> Did Sarah own this? Is this why we even know what any of these yeah, things Sarah are like? Yeah, Sarah was into this okay. stuff. I mean, I know and we all shared these... a bedroom, so. I know a lot of these were number one hits, but like, I think we know this because Sarah had this. Oh, wow. I mean, this is just nasty electronic nonsense. This is exactly of its era. Yes, it is. Oh, boy. This could only have been from the early 90s. By the way, this is the worst song that sounds like this. <laughs> she, she managed to find the worst possible version of this, this song. Is, it's the worst high energy song yeah. that was ever made. Man, in Vogue would not have touched this with a fucking 30-foot pole. The Quad City DJs wouldn't have touched this. <laughs> what about, like, two Unlimited? Uh, now we're getting into the right range, I think. <laughs> it's like, don't you wish that there was a version of this by the Weather Girls? Hey, uh, is... Does 
I'm in the funky way mean I'm pregnant. Oh god. So what's her th- is it painkillers? Okay. What's she on? Yeah, definitely. But what okay, what's worse? That little spoken word segment right there? Or when uh Taylor Swift says the old Taylor can't come to the phone right now. Why? Why? Because she's dead. <laughs> I don't know. They're both... I guess Taylor's worse because I cringe more. That's if I'm going by that. Hey, okay. Because I this cringe is, a lot when she does This that. is not a question that I thought Possum Kingdom would lead us into. <laughs> Has there ever been a good spoken interlude in a song? All right. That's going to do it for episode one of this anniversary special. Uh, just wanted to thank everybody again for the submissions. Yes, submissions are closed uh, on the uh, Twitter feed. Um, so there were, again, so many. I'll be back with another round of this soon. Happy anniversary, everybody. Um, and we will talk to you soon. Subscribe.